Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. I needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you were. Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, and also hosts the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He is on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how's it going? I'm good. Good to hear. Good to hear. It's been a wild 24 hours with the with all the all the coaches. I mean, we had Pete Carroll, we've had Nick Saban, and then Bill Belichick this morning. I I, I would imagine as a Bills fan, you're happy to see Bill Belichick out of there. Or maybe the last two years you've you've switched your mind, you've changed your mind, but there's probably a lot of negative uh negative uh memories about Bill Belichick and your your beloved Buffalo Bills. That is uh, it, well, it's certainly true that he beat the hell out of the Bills for a long time. And and he he was a hated figure in Buffalo. I don't get the sense that he was that anyone except for New England Patriots fans really likes Bill Belichick. It's an interesting thing because I think people do fundamentally like Nick Saban, right? Yeah. Um, and I think the reason is is because Nick Saban, you know, in the end, he would laugh at himself, and he would, you know, he 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 he, he actually made an effort to connect. And Bill Belichick, and I'm, I'm not even criticizing for it. He just didn't, you know, he didn't care. He didn't care about anything other than doing the job. And he almost had disdain for everything other than doing the job. And so, it doesn't mean that privately Bill Belichick isn't a warm human being. I, I can't I can't say. Nick Saban was. You know, half the, you know his press conferences could be could be uh, incredibly uh, you know uh, he he could be brusque or blunt or whatever else, but he could also be funny and he self aware when he was doing it about how yeah. you know brusque he was. So Bills fans didn't like Bill Belichick, but I don't think anyone really liked Bill Belichick. They may respect him as the greatest coach of all time. I think that that's true, but he no one gets the warm and fuzzies about about Bill Belichick in terms of whether I wanted him to go or stay at this point in new England, I think, I think he's an impediment to progress. So I would prefer he would stay now. Weirdly enough though, if I were, let's say a Tampa Bay bucks fan, right. Mm-hmm. Would I want him to coach Atlanta? No. Cause I think in a different situation with a fresh start with a, with a, 
team that needs badly needs credibility, you know, I think he could do a good job in Atlanta. I just don't think the way out for the Patriots involved Bill Belichick. Yeah, um, there's a lot of coaching openings, and he still wants to coach. I, I just, I, I, I would imagine you're like me. I really wonder what the the want is for Bill Belichick on the open market, though. After the way it ended, and right. in, in, with the Patriots, uh, you, you, if you're going to bring in Bill Belichick, you know that the defense is going to be a given. But you're going to need offensive talent. You're going to need some money to spend. You're going to have to give him control of everything. I, like, as much as I thought that, okay, if he's done with the Pats, he'll end up somewhere else, I am second-guessing that at this moment. Uh, I think he'll end up somewhere else. Um, I, I don't think he's for everyone. I, I agree with that. And I think you can make an argument that looking what he did, it's not just that he didn't have a quarterback and so the offense suffered. He, in the way he assembled the team, um, in the way he assembled his coaching staff on the offensive side, he just it appeared for a very smart, successful football coach to have no idea about how to build an offense in the yep. modern age. No weapons, no quarterback, no you know, no no OC who seemed to know what they were doing. Like it was just kind of the anti Saban over the past few years. Kind of absolutely unwilling to adapt, and so that would bother me. Um, but if I were Arthur Blank and I hadn't won in a long time, and um, you know, and I wouldn't. I think I would be totally willing to do it. Now, I don't know that I would. Again, I don't think every. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hire him in in Carolina. You know, right. like, and he he wouldn't take the job in Carolina. But um, you know, and I don't even know if he's a fit in in uh, you know with the Chargers. I, I don't necessarily think he's to, to me the most obvious one is is Atlanta. That seems to me like a place that he would fit. Um, uh, commanders, and, and commanders may make a little sense too. Commanders may make a little sense too. One of the things that that you know I, that would worry me is that I don't think particularly people want to play for Bill Belichick, right? Right. Yep. And so, but in the NFL, mostly you control players. Yeah. You know, it, yes, there's some there's there's free agency is out there, and that's an issue. But mostly you draft, you control players, you have players under contract. And the truth of the matter is most players, if you offer them the most money, that's exactly. where they're going to go. That's why I mentioned the commanders. They have $86 million well, to spend this offseason. Yeah, so I think, you know, um, I don't know who the court, commander's quarterback would be. I don't know, who, but then again, I don't know who the Falcons quarterback would be. So you'd have to, you'd have to know what he'd want to do there. Um, I, I, but even in terms of dividing up responsibility between will he have control of the roster, like, he said that in New England he was willing to not have control of the roster. I just don't think at the old place you could come up with a new way of doing things, right? That that, that never seemed to me like it would have worked, that in New England all of a sudden. But if you go to a new place and there's a new division of labor, and I can see Bill Belichick um, not necessarily having total control of the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, I mean, very clearly, um, so, so, so my suspicion is he will get a job. Uh, somewhere, uh, hell, there's a lot of openings, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but uh, but I don't think most people are feeling particularly warm and fuzzy about him, even as they acknowledge his um, you know his greatness. Now, um, 
with uh, Nick Saban and uh, Bill Belichick being out, um, that we know they're good friends. They had the the documentary, I believe it was on HBO, um, not too long ago. We know that they keep up with each other. I want to laugh about something, though, really quick, because I heard Nick Saban basically say he would not be against getting into the media, The whole that whole thing. Uh, I saw someone suggest that uh, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick do a, a, a podcast or do a, a do a show together. Can you think right. of anything more bland? That'd be the. That would be a. I'm sorry. That would be a very bad podcast. It'd be a lot of knowledge shared, but at the same time, my God. I guess the question is this: Is how much, how much of Bill Belichick's boring personality is because he was being intentionally boring because he had a job that involved. I don't see any reason to do this. It doesn't help me to, to to. I think Bill Belichick probably has stories, probably has insight. Probably, sure. He just intentionally withheld them. Now, some people, like, you know who's boring? Joe Montana. <laughs> yeah. Joe Montana is boring even when he's trying to not be boring. Like, some people just aren't good at it, right? And Joe Montana, God love him, is not good at it. He just was, you know, he was not a success um, when it came to doing media. I think, I think Saban paired with someone else, actually, could be a success. Right. Um, Belichick, it's just hard to know how much, how much. <laughs> I think he's he just a bland guy. He's a I mean, Navy kid. Up if he wanted to. Yeah, I, he's Navy kid. Have you heard his uh, his son speak? It's the exact yeah, same thing. Right, it feels yeah. like all the Belichicks you know, are that way. Because I saw that someone said what they should do is they should set up a consulting firm. Ooh. And what they should do is say we will. A look at your defense, and we will, you know, for five million bucks, give you a plan on your defense, right? Be, we will consult you, or you'll be your defensive consultants for whether it's a for any NFL team, or whatever else. Wouldn't you be happy to have the insight? And maybe not, because maybe whoever else is actually running the show at that franchise wouldn't want to bring in the consultants, uh, you know, the, that are Belichick and Saban. But that would be a powerful defensive consulting group, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. It would. It's better than a podcast with the both of them, I think. That, that's my. That's <laughs> I think my. Probably better than a podcast. <laughs> um, now, well, how do you think? How do you think Saban would be on? You know, whatever on the ESPN. Stuff? I think Saban would be fine. Saban. Yeah. It was funny, Connor. I'm going to bring this onto the air. Connor's like, when he talks, it's just, it's just, it's calming. It's calming. Now that's not, you know, what he did to Maria Taylor a few years back, where he he went off on her about the two attack by Loa Jalen Hurts thing. Yeah, that wasn't right. as uh, as relaxing. But he even he said before the show, it's just like when he talks, it's just relaxing. It's just. Um, but I was specifically he, talking about but, interviews. But no, that I matters. get it. I get it. I get it. But I think Saban would be good in the media space. Bill Belichick, I don't feel the same about. But I think Saban, if he wants to go into the media space, if he wants to do that and be an advisor for Alabama and have his office in the in the football in Bryant Denny Stadium, I feel like he'd be good in media. Well, yeah. Or if he just wants to be on pregame and halftime and whatever else and give his insights, yes, he would be good. He, he would be good. He, you can tell. I mean, you can listen to the sound bites over the years from Saban, and he has a sense of humor. Yep. You know, you, he, 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 can, he can play along. And so I actually agree. I think he'd be good in the media. And it feels like his only real misstep is when he made that guy cry for the, for the Dolphins. I feel like that's his only misstep in his, in his coaching career, and really the Dolphins' tenure as, as a whole. Now, um, we talked about it's funny. Dan. It's funny. I did, I did see a friend who's a journalist in, in Miami. Uh, um, uh-huh. 
posted something. The headline was failed uh, NFL coach retires uh, after whatever many years coaching a college team. Right. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was the headline. That was the headline in Miami. They're still holding failed on NFL to it. NFL coach. Yeah. Like that, that is the biggest misstep, you know. Let's yeah. be honest. The biggest misstep was uh, was not was not acquiring Drew Brees. Yep. And instead, require acquiring who was it? Dante Culpepper. Dante Culpepper. Yeah. It was Dante Culpepper. Like that. That is that was the step. You do wonder. Alternate history. If they'd acquired Drew Brees instead of Dante Culpepper, would uh, you know? Would he ever have become the greatest college coach ever? I suspect not. Now, Dan Lanning out of the uh, running yeah. for Alabama. Who's right. next for you, Mike? Mike Norvell? I think Mike's next for me. Yeah, yeah. that's for I, me, too. I think Mike's next for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he'd be really good. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think he'd take it, right? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I was thinking back on it, though, last night. It is kind of astonishing. This this golden age of Memphis football. How Yeah, a lot of player talent. Anthony Miller, Antonio Gibson, Kenny Gain. We can keep going down the list. The coaching talent is nuts. It's really nuts, the, the amount of guys that came through. Barry Odom just gets done with UNLV's best season about in program history. Uh, Dan Lanning is 22-5 and five in two years at Oregon. Kenny Dillingham's the head coach at Arizona State. He was a GA here. Um, uh, Mike Norvell, what he's done with, with, with Florida State. Um, Ryan Walters was a DB coach. He's coaching Purdue now. It is nuts. It, like, if you really think is, back on it, it is that? crazy. Yeah, how many of that much of that is Norvell and his group? Uh, a fair amount. Barry Odom, Barry Odom, Fuente. Barry Odom and Fuente and Ryan Walters were part of the the first first one, but it's a lot of it's it's a lot of Norvell disciples. Yeah, um, but you're right. And 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 what's interesting there is that once upon a time there was this idea um, that if you came to coach at Memphis, it was the proverbial coaching graveyard. And you could never get another job. You would never get out. It would never. Now there are those who, there are those who, who went on and and had careers. Particularly if you've been an assistant at Memphis, you could go on and have a have a career somewhere else. But um, but but certainly for head coaches, it was a place that you could not escape. Right. That's how it was. That's how it was viewed. And so I think that goes to show some of the transformation in Memphis football. Mm-hmm. You know that that it is not. It's considered a good job. You know, Memphis is considered a good job, and um, and it's the coaches who really flip that, right? It's the honestly, it starts with Justin. You know, yep. um, it starts with Justin because he's the one who took a job that maybe she shouldn't have taken, right? At least at the, in the, at the state the program was then, and he turned it around and he made it a good job and he paved the way for Mike and and you know then Ryan and so, um, but it is it is striking given. Uh, the the change in perception. And I, I I was talking to Connor too before the show about what I I was committed to Southern Illinois Carbondale before I ended uh-huh. up decommitting and going to the University of Memphis. And I I don't know if people are this is a little inside inside baseball inside football Who contacted whatever. Contacted you? Um, this was Southern Illinois Carbondale's head coach had talked to me. Is there anything we can do to you know uh, make sure that you stay committed to us? And I said no. I want to mm-hmm. play FBS football. This has always been my my uh, dream to go do that. And he goes. They were three and uh, they were four and eight last year. You're going to be terrible. He started going off on me. You're going to play yeah, as, in front of really? as many fans as uh, as we do here at Southern Illinois Carbondale. Obviously, he was wrong, he but at that moment, but it is kind of astonishing. At that moment, he wasn't incorrect in his thinking. 
It, oh, remind me, who was the head coach at the time at Memphis, and what stage was it? It was it was Fuente after his first year. It was Fuente after his first yes. year. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so you came in time for the very troubled second year. Yes. Very troubled three and nine second year piano man. Right. That piano man, all, all of that. Yeah. yeah Excuse him in the locker room. All that jazz. Uh, all that jazz. Was so was there a time in the midst of that that you wondered? Uh, you were thinking, well, quite, you know, maybe. Quite frankly. I saw what it was under Larry Porter, and then I saw the turnaround. Even if it was 4-8 and eight in Conference USA, down the stretch, they were phenomenal. They, they won a bunch of games, strung together a bunch of wins, even though they lost to UT Martin that year. Um, I just saw, I saw what was building, to be honest with you, and that, that, that helped me with my decision. But I think ultimately, if we're just being completely honest, I wanted to play FBS Division I football. Right. That's why I ended up making the decision I made. Justin always had a reputation as a guy who was an indifferent recruiter, right? It's not what floats his boat, right? right. right? He'll do it, whatever. What was he like as a recruiter for you? Uh, not much. And, I mean, it's the same, same bland old Justin. That's sort of, that's right. sort of what it was, even on the recruiting trail. Right. It was, it was I think uh, Vance Vice and Barry, Barry Odom, were, were right. the guys who were the more uh, more – you know, right. positive Fired recruiters. Quinte right. yeah. was still sort of, you know, he was yeah. him. He was him. And I always, that's something I always admired about him, though. He, he was genuine. Like, you, you knew what you were getting. Whether you knew you, you knew I you were, was totally G is totally no BS. Yes. It is one of the things that I like best about him. He wouldn't always tell you what, whatever, but what he, was tell, what he would tell you, you knew was the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's not usually true for football coaches. Yep. Now, Tiger basketball, 14-2. and two. I don't want to make any illusions. There's more positive with this program than negative, but there's five straight, mm-hmm. five straight wins against bad opponents that have been way too close. Um, I think some people can view that positively. Eight and one in games, side by six points or less. But I, I know you asked this question, and you, you put it out on your, uh, your X account. Um, it's just not fun. I guess against against <laughs> well, these. I, mean, I don't mean it like it's. A, I don't mean it like the, you know. If you care deeply about the program, it's call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fun wins are fun. But it's not fun to watch it because you're so terrified that they're going to lose. If they were going back and forth last night with Duke or with whatever, then you're like, oh, well, that, you know, you could come out of win or lose. You come out as a fun game. But when it's UTSA, 285 in the net, you know that it, if they lose, it's a disaster. Yep. And so you're mostly just terrified the whole time you're watching the game. And then they go down by four with a minute and 15 seconds left or something, they're down by four. I thought at that point, I thought if you would ask me, are they going to win or lose? I would have said they're going to lose. Now, to their immense credit, they always find a way. And that is to their immense credit. But, I mean, it's not just everyone's frustrated, including Penny Hardaway. Like, come on, man. Like, why did you need – like, why hadn't you learned before last night – that um, if you don't take things seriously, <laughs> right. you, you know, things could get serious. Like, well, why did you need to hear that, learn that lesson again last night? And has it been learned? Um, I just don't know. I understand human nature. UTSA walks in, 285, whatever else. But given that you just escaped, narrowly escaped the previous however many times, I don't really get why they didn't just put the hammer down. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't really understand that. Um, but they didn't. I do give UTSA credit. Like, they had to hit those shots, and they did. Even when Memphis went up by eight in the second half, and you're like, okay, now roll over. Now it's time for UTSA to roll over. They didn't, you know, and I give them credit. They they did not go away. Um, But, yeah, I I found it to be absolutely uh, terrifying. You know, it was was, – there are close games that you can enjoy that go yeah. back and forth, but but given that the stakes are so high and a loss is so damaging, it's not that much fun. And that's really as much as anything just a product of the conference again. It goes back to that. And I think it's all it's also frustrating because you just don't know what to put your finger on with this team, like why this is going this way. I mean, you could talk about uh, you know the out of conference schedule being so high strung. These guys are intense every single game, and maybe there's a hangover from that when they're playing these inferior teams. You could talk about meshing issues. Maybe the honeymoon phase is over. Um, but like, there's no real rhyme or reason that this is happening in particular. Um, because last night, like the the, the biggest, uh, the, the the most concerning thing is, you know, if you look at the stat sheet, if you look at the box score, what did they win? They shot better percentages. They rebounded better. Nine turnovers, which is relatively low. Didn't foul as much, and you still go to OT with net two eighty five. You just there's no no. Yeah, no, there's not one thing like you. It, 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 a lot of times you could say like last night it was perimeter defense. Yes, right is is what it was. And honestly, honestly, it was foul shooting too down the stretch. Really bit you in the ass. And typically, it has not been that. Like I don't. It, this is not a team that that I worry about as much as a lot of Memphis teams when it comes to foul shooting. But foul shooting, but but it's perimeter defense. Like you give up that many points to that team seriously. Like just wide open three pointer after wide like. The, Penny talks about this all the time, but they identify the guys who they don't want to take three-pointers. And Penny it reverted at halftime to the old, 
well, we have him prepared. You know, yeah. it's not exactly throwing the players around the bus, but he's clearly exasperated. He's like, it's not like I didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. Now, the good thing is I do have, you know, in previous years, we have all observed that Penny's teams get better as the years go on. They get better. And these in previous years, they've been getting better from a place of they have to, or it's, you know, or they're dead because they didn't get it done in, in, in the non-conference schedule. So they have to get better. And they have here. They did what they had to do in the non-conference schedule. And there's no reason to think that that same progression of getting better as the year goes by isn't going to happen under Penny because that is his history. So do I believe that they're going to be a woeful defensive team just because they were last night all year long? No, I do not. I don't think Penny's going to stand for it. Yeah. Now, uh, final thing, Marcus Smart out for uh, six weeks, severe right finger injury. Let me go through this. Let's see. Rupture of the proximal interphalangeal joint central slip. Um, Where does this rank on bizarre injuries, though? Because it seems like he – he threw it out of whack by celebrating a three-pointer that he knocked out. It's just at some point you just <laughs> you throw in the towel. Point, you, you just laugh. Wave you the white like, flag. Come on, man! Seriously, like, come on. Um, I, you know, I think I was pulling out of my driveway when I heard the email clicking on my phone, and I looked at it down, and I was just like. You do. You have to sort of just laugh. This is ridiculous. Um, and particularly, it's too bad because, you know, we were just talking ourselves into this idea that, okay, well, no job. Maybe, you know, if you build around the defensive identity around Jaron and Vince and Marcus Smart's been a lot better, like maybe, maybe that's who they can be and they'll win, you know, they can win some games or at least be entertaining down the stretch. And, and you're like, Nope, we're going to take Marcus Smart away from you now. I mean, it's like the gods are up there. It does feel like they have this, uh, you know, the well, what do you call them? The dolls, you know, whatever. Yeah. And they're just like, they, at some point, just whenever, whenever anything feels like it's good happening for Memphis, they just take another pin and stick it in the damn doll. Last night, I mean, today it was they didn't. You know, what we're going to do we're gonna take Marcus's finger here and break it off. That's what we're going to do next. It is someone offended the. Uh, the basketball gods, and as long as they get them all out of their system now, I guess I guess that's all we can hope for because this is nuts. And I thought that uh, yesterday it was pretty positive news on the Vince Williams Jr. front. That's I mean, obviously time will tell. Uh, we'll see if he can continue it's this level of production. But three years, $7.9 million for a guy that I think can play consistent minutes, 15 to 20 minutes a night, I, I, I loved that contract. The best, thing, the best things that have happened in this year are – um, Des taking another step, Jaron taking another step offensively. I think both of those things have happened. And the discovery of Vince Williams. Like, that, like that's it. Like, and if you come out of this year having a fa- found a solid rotation piece, and I do believe they have, that is, a, that is one of the very good things that has happened this year. Now, it is telling that they decided to do this now. Like, why, why did you have to do it now? You didn't. And the reason I think, as Chris you know, talked about on my show today, is they're not trying to squeak out wins anymore. You know what I mean? They're like, like this neck Biombo had Josh still been healthy, they probably wouldn't have done it because yeah. they're like, well, Biombo can still help us at the margin, get some wins, and and who knows, we might at the trade deadline, we might, you know, we might need his contract that we'll use to deal to try to bring in another piece because we're going. It, it was very clearly. One of the reasons it happened yesterday was because Jaws no longer here, and they have already started now 
to think about next year, yeah. which I think we all agree that they should, but it was telling timing, I thought. Yeah, and they just want some roster clarity before they get into the trade deadline and see what they're going to do with all these wings. I understand. I completely understand. It. And you get more money to him sooner. Yes. Right? Like, this, this, you get more money to him now when it doesn't matter, and, and you can pay him less money later. That's part of it. Like, you can start paying him at this increased rate now. And so you're getting more, you're rewarding him, getting more money to him sooner, and helping, I think, you know, helping to balance the books financially. Yep, for sure. Well, Jeff, I appreciate it. We'll do it again tomorrow. Yep. Yes, sir. Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X Daily Memphian Columnist, also 9 to 11, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN with the Jeff Calkins Show. Now it's time to get into a trip around the National Football League. We have some injury news, and we're also going to have to talk about the GOAT of uh, National Football League coaching. That would be Bill Belichick stepping away or at least parting ways with the Patriots. That's next, 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. It's that time. Time to take a trip around the National Football League. Brought to you by Longshot. The New England Patriots. Bill Belichick and the Pats are parting ways after 24 years. Nine Super Bowl appearances, six Super Bowl wins. I think he is uh, uh, sort of like Saban in the NFL ranks where he's the undisputed GOAT. He's done an unbelievable job. It it went downhill after Tom Brady. We understand that. Uh, He may still get back into coaching. It sounds like he still wants to coach. I think a commander's job may be out there for him. The Falcons could be out there for him. We'll see if somebody wants to pull the trigger. But I am kind of, I'm wondering, I'm second-guessing if someone will ultimately, because it did not go well at the end of the of the Patriots uh, saga or the era of his tenure. And then you're going to need a quarterback. You're going to have to build an offense. He has been kind of uh, hesitant to adjust his offensive game plan. He doesn't hire guys the same way he did. And I think ultimately, if you're going to hire Bill Belichick, one thing he does require is his hands on the GM tag. He'll be a head coach GM, sort of what he does. So, are there are there uh, any franchises out there that will get into the Bill Belichick business? We shall see. And I think also what Jeff said earlier does ring true. There's not a lot of players out there that want to play for him. I think if we're going to go for a fit this offseason and there's one team that I would put him and place him on, I think it would be the Washington Commanders. Um, obviously, new uh, ownership. He has a lot of money to spend, $86 million. Obviously, he can rebuild an offense that way. Um, and I don't know if the pressure is going to be all that high at this particular moment with the Eagles and the, and the Cowboys at the top of that division. He'll have at least a couple of years to get that thing righted. Now, for the Patriots, I, you know, I, I think Mike Vrabel would be the obvious answer to go replace him. But according to Adam Schefter, Gerard Mayo, their linebacker coach, could be the lead candidate to go take that Patriots job. He's been around for a while. He, he has been... Uh, a part of the defensive game planning circle for Bill Belichick for a long time now. Um, and he's been waiting for this type of opportunity. Played eight years with the Patriots. He knows what it takes there. He knows the Patriot way. I think he can relate to players a little bit better. So Gerard Mayo's an eye, a guy to definitely keep an eye on. But again, when it comes to the Patriots and Bill Belichick stepping away, I, I'm going to say what I said about, uh, uh, about Nick Saban. A massive, massive void. This is a guy who's 15 wins away. Um... 
from the, the, the career high mark for any NFL head coach uh, as far as wins are concerned. So um, it's going to be tough for the Patriots to rebound, but we'll see what's next for Bill Belichick, what's next for the Patriots. The Green Bay Packers. Now, the Green Bay Packers, this is interesting. As they uh, prepare to, on Saturday, go play against the, uh, the Cowboys, Matt LaFleur said that Jair Alexander, they're all pro cornerback, pro bowl cornerback. He had a freak injury yesterday. He said it's a freak deal. Stepped on someone's foot and rolled an ankle. So he is day-to-day now. And yesterday, here's the worst part about it. It was a jog through. It was a jog through, and he rolled his ankle. I'll say this. If Jair Alexander is not out there following around C.D. Lamb, who caught for 1,700 yards this year, it's going to be an issue. It's going to be a big problem for the Packers because you already know Joe Barry's their D.C. He's not done a good job with quarterbacks down the stretch of this season. Baker Mayfield had a perfect QBR when he visited Lambeau Field. And, and the stat there, it's kind of funny. Um, he is one of two quarterbacks at a perfect QBR ever at Lambeau Field. The other one's Aaron Rodgers. So um, I, I think it could be a, a big day for Dak and for C.D. Lamb if Jair Alexander is not out there. So keep an eye on it. The Philadelphia Eagles. A.J. Brown did not practice today due to his knee injury. Eagles don't need this. The Eagles are already in a really, really bad spot. Uh, down the stretch of the season, they are miserable, miserable offensively, defensively. They ended the year with a loss to the freaking Giants, for God's sakes. They're 11-6 and six, um, going in. They lost uh, five of their last six. And A.J. Brown was phenomenal in the early season. He slowed down. But if they don't have him... It just becomes tougher and tougher for them to think that they can make a run back to the Super Bowl like they did last year. I think a lot of people are out on them. I still think they have a tremendous amount of talent. But if A.J. Brown gets ruled out for this game, it's tough. Now, I do think they got a, a absolute gift by playing on Monday night against the Buccaneers, right? The Buccaneers are not that good of a football team. Somebody had to win the NFC South, and uh, the Buccaneers ultimately did that. But the Eagles, I, I don't think that they lose this week. But I wonder if it'll be a short stay in the playoffs for them, especially thinking about A.J. Brown. The Cleveland Browns. Now, the Cleveland Browns, I think, will be uh, relatively fine against the Texans. They have a really good defense. Now, C.J. Stroud could definitely do some things there. Um, But the Browns have officially ruled out a bunch of guys. Safety Grant Delpit, who's having a really good year. He's out with a groin injury. Dustin Hopkins, their kicker, is out with a left hamstring injury. And their wide receiver, Cedric Tillman, out of Tennessee, has a concussion. So they will be out. Um, And then also, uh, to add on to that secondary and the issues they've had with injuries, Denzel Ward, their Pro Bowl guy, he is questionable due to a knee injury. So the Browns may be more hurt than we, uh, we originally thought. And if they rule out all these guys, if they rule out Denzel Ward, definitely keep an eye on the Texans because they have been sneaky in C.J. Stroud. Uh, especially considering that secondary for the Browns might be depleted. C.J. Stroud could pick them apart, but keep an eye on it. That'll do it for the trip around the National Football League. And uh, as the regular season, uh, as good as the regular season, there's nothing like NFL Super Wildcard Weekend. Six games, three days. And for these teams that I've been talking about, we have some good matchups. It's win or go home. But you always have a spot in the playoffs with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a W. And we have a lot of different uh, side conversations, side stories with Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, we have the Miami Dolphins going into KC, Tyreek Hill back in KC. 
We have Mike McCarthy playing his old team and the Packers. We have the Lions and uh, uh, hosting a home game for the first time in a while, and Matt Stafford is going return. So there's a lot of things um, out there for you to play. Um, so make sure that you join FanDuel. New customers get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Visit FanDuel. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That is my promo code G-A-B-E-K to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash G-A-B-E-K. Again, G-A-B-E-K. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the National Football League and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line. At 1-800-889-9789. Now, as has been the case all week, as we transition into small talk here in just a second, we have more Pat McAfee, Aaron Rodgers drama. Just a day after it was being reported that Aaron Rodgers was no longer going to join the Pat McAfee show, he joined. We'll talk about it next. 92.9 FM ESPN. 9 we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now. It's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Kuhn Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Conway Services. Reputable service available seven days a week. Now, yesterday in the Blitz, Connor and I talked about at length Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers in response to the Jimmy Kimmel incident and all the ESPN executives getting called out. We talked about it at length when Pat McAfee was being reported that Pat McAfee was not going to have Aaron Rodgers on the show anymore. Now, Pat McAfee took to Twitter last night, or took to X, I should say, and uh, he basically had a long, long tweet, um, one that I did not read the entirety of, but he was basically saying, we try to have fun. You know, he's explaining himself. And he said, Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays um, always end at the end of the season, so that's why he's not coming on anymore. So maybe the reports were wrong, whatever. Clearly they were wrong because today, today, after being on on Tuesday, Aaron Rodgers joined Pat McAfee. I, I mentioned it. I said, I feel as if Pat McAfee calling out ESPN executives, letting Aaron Rodgers call out ESPN executives, letting, J- letting Aaron Rodgers talk about Jimmy Kimmel being on the Epstein list. I talked about it being self-sabotage. I don't, I mean, I feel that way so wholeheartedly after seeing this response today, bringing him on the show. The lack of care, the lack of respect for his, his higher-ups at ESPN, it is showing through. He does not care. 
and it makes me feel as if he's trying to get booted. And listen, I am I'm a Pat McAfee fan for the most part. I don't necessarily enjoy all of his work. I think he's one of the best entertainments and sports media right, that we have right now. I like I, I respect what he's done in his career. Um, he, he's done a, a heck of a job. He's bigger than a lot of the networks. When he was at Barstool, he became bigger, too big for Barstool. Um, so he went off, did his own independent thing. It feels like he's trying to find a way to get out of this ESPN thing and do it his own way again. I, like that, he is doing everything to spite the ESPN executives that he feel feels like are after him. It's it's very clear at this point, right? Maybe, maybe. I also think that they just might be. They might just crave attention, and Rogers and McAfee don't know what to do when people aren't constantly talking about them. That, that is, I think that's what it is. It's I th- maybe I mean, but he's also being paid an obscene amount of money. Why would right. he want to break that contract and get out of that? That doesn't. I, I'm not sure because I, it's I, not the best fit in the world, and he so. can still make a hell of a lot of money elsewhere. Sure, but like I don't know. I, I, I don't think he's trying to get booted. For <sighs> I don't ESPN. know, man. I think he's just. I think he is. He also has athlete brain. We must remember. Yeah. I think we have three people who have athlete brain on the same show at the same time, and they want attention, and they, they're craving it. See, and we have to also completely be honest about this. People are tuning in, and they're getting ratings. 100%. That's, that's one thing I do want to point out through all of this, whether you agree, disagree, feel a type of way about Pat McAfee or Aaron Rodgers, or you're on their side for whatever reason. At the end of the day, they're getting what they want. Yeah. This is exactly That's why he's back on today. Yes. To, to make waves. And, and quite frankly, it's a good job of making waves. Yes. And, and you leave us speculating about why is he doing these things. And also at ESPN, I don't know. I mean, you saw the Stephen A. Smith going after uh, that was Jason Whitlock. We can't play a single second of it on air. But it, it was amazing. Oh, I was dying the whole time. Fat piece of ass. The funeral line? Oh, my oh. God. He said when you show up to this guy's funeral, there'll be like two people. In the pallbearers oh won't God. even be there. Yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't. I the Chris Broussard thing made me laugh out loud, I, I, too. I, I, I'm he ki- even hates him. <laughs> I'm, ki- I'm kind of wondering, too, with Stephen A. Smith, how much he, and this is, this is again, more speculation. Like, he sees Pat McAfee completely oh, the, ignoring everything. He's like, screw connected. it. I'm going to go for it. Why not? Why not? But the one thing I'll say about Stephen A. Smith doing that with Jason Whitlock you're giving Jason Whitlock what he wants. No, I don't. I don't agree with that at all. I, I think don't agree you with are. That at all. I, think I do you not are. agree with that. Nope, I don't agree with that. But J- Jason Whitlock is a clown. Oh, of course he, he is. is. No question about it. Attention that he gets. He now, wants attention, even if it's negative. But it it's clear it won't turn into revenue for him because people. Oh, he's he lost all that. He didn't yeah. bring him on. He's not profiting from it. The difference with with the situation with Rogers and McAfee is that Rodgers profits from going on that show. McAfee will directly profit from Rodgers being on that show, too. I don't believe the same with Whitlock. Whitlock has completely lost the narrative. He is one of the most despised people in sports media he's a disgust- that we have he's a disgusting- ever had. People refuse to work human. with him. People refuse to work. He's a grifter. I do not believe this is a good he's thing He's the for worst him. grifter. I don't believe really. it's a good thing for him. Oh, no, well, no, it's not a good – I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it is, it is attention that he consistently asks for at this day and age when he's already lost FS1 show, his, his show at FS1. I don't think When he has he, just continually fallen down the maybe. ranks. I don't think he thought Stephen A. was going to do this, though. I right. think what his plan was was to call out Stephen A. and hope to get a week, two-week-long – rivalry or, or or beef going. What Stephen A did was basically like I'm never talking about him again. But and just I'm know going how I bury him. Know how I feel about yes. him. Yes. And not only did he do that, 
He also, though, revealed how he has felt throughout sports media, especially with black sports media members. Of course. And that big time matters. The things that, like, Jamel Hill was saying, Bomani Jones, even Scoop up in, up in Brooklyn, he's a clown. I, yeah. it, it's, it, he might get a, a day of attention from this. It is not what he wanted, though. I think he, he thought, he, I think he th- believed, if I call out Stephen A., I am because of his book tour and all that stuff. I thought I think he thought he was going to get a weeks long deal. I do not believe he thought Stephen A was going to go on there and mother f him and call him a fat piece of s and all that stuff. He did not see that coming. It was at all. nuts. And then it was the, crazy. the funeral line was so just good. Unreal. I also think all of this. I think the Stephen A thing is connected more to the Shannon Sharp Cat Williams interview than it is the Pat McAfee Rogers stuff. Like I think that. Stephen A. realized, oh, if I just talk and say how I feel, it's going to get huge views because of what we saw with Cat Williams and and uh, Shannon Sharp, which is, if y'all haven't watched or listened to that, fantastic interview. Nuts, though. Nuts. It's it, a lot of truth, though. Yeah. A lot of truth. Yeah. You know, it's, I own the Kings of Comedy on DVD, watched right. a lot. I will say... I he's do, not lying. He's, he's not, not lying. I, 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 when I like to rewatch it, it I'm not doing it what? for... <laughs> Can I say this? I'm too? doing it for the Bernie Mac part. Can I say this? I know he was. I know me. that Shannon Sharp already addressed this on on his podcast on Club Shay Shay. But for all the people that went after him about his interviewing skills, he did great. That was not, shut I, up. What are you talking about? It was silly. If you, silly. But also, if you're if you're if you're going to approach Cat Williams in some type of journalistic way, you're not getting half of the content. You're not getting half of the honest answers that came out of his mouth. Sometimes the best interview is to let people talk. And Shannon Sharp never claimed to be no. a journalist. He's a Hall of, Fame, Hall of <laughs> Fame, Fame tight end that's yes. really good at what he does. Yes. And he even said, I can't remember who he was talking to. I think it was Chad Johnson, actually. He said, a lot of people criticize me because I can be in their world, but they could have never been yep. in mine. And I'm like, ah, he's kind of right. And he was, sort of, <laughs> he was speaking on Whitlock, too, in that situation. Oh, he was, too. wasn't yep. he? <laughs> yep. It's all tied together. Yep. Because they had some run-ins. Time is a flat circle. Um, now, uh, one more thing. Before we send it off to the third hour, Penny uh, was talking about Mikey Williams and JJ Taylor after the game uh, and them getting into the transfer portal. He said, I think those young men have bright futures and they will have every right to do what they want. I really wanted to coach both. I'm still going to stay in touch with Mikey. Um, and, and this goes back to what I've said the entire, most of the time. I, I give Penny a lot of credit for standing by this kid through the moment. Like, it, you know, he's clearly not in it just for the basketball talent, Mikey Williams. He wants to help this kid make better decisions along the way. But then today, I thought it was disgusting what Mikey Williams' attorney put out. I thought it was ridiculous. Um, Mikey, in a statement put out by his attorney, said it became clear Mr. Williams um, having him play this season was not a priority for the university. What was even more frustrating was that Mr. Williams learned that the committee review was going was also going to decide whether or not he'd be able to play in the 24-25 season even after being sentenced to a misdemeanor. I find it nuts. I find it nuts that it feels like there was some entitlement there the entire time. I, I, it doesn't surprise me by any stretch of the imagination. But this, this type of attorney statement is not necessary in the slightest. Did you really expect you were going to play immediately after the nine felony charges went to a misdemeanor? I just, this was bad taste all around. Sort of a spit in the, spitting in the face of, of, of Memphis standing by you and Penny Hardaway standing by you. It, it, it falls into the more evidence as to why it might be better. Exactly. For, why it's a good thing, yeah. ultimately. I agree. I, I, I will stand by that. I will stand by that. Now, third hour's on the way. Let's go ahead and get you some picks for the weekend. Also talk some coaching changes. Ryan Horvat is next from BetMGM Tonight. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.